time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. Our host today, also Wine Riches, Max Carroll is not fighting the front lines of the COVID with the vaccine on the way. We have Max on the phone here. Hey, Max, how you doing? <laughs> Sound pretty good over there, Austin. Put a, put a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more heart into that than I, I noticed. I, I guess I got to do a little bit better over here, but uh, sounds good and uh, a little bit different for us. I'm on the phone today and uh, trying to trying to get a little vacation with the girlfriend while we can get away for a couple of days. So uh, enjoying ourselves over here, but uh, the show must go on, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be taking the lead today. You're going to be dealing with my sweet, sultry, whiny voice. <laughs> and uh, let's open up the show by uh, talking about the NFC East, going from joke to smoke. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. As, uh, they went 2-2 two and two last week, but the big wins. The Redskins. <laughs> yeah, that's... Redskins. Uh, yeah, the uh, Steelers were 11-0. and 0. They were undefeated no longer, uh, thanks to the Redskins. And the, uh, the Giants scored the big upset in Seattle. So now everybody's, you know, oh, the NFC East has, has woken up. And, you know, the Giants hold the, the tiebreaker, beating the Redskins twice this season. So... You know, Giants are in a good position. They, the destiny is in their in their hands. But I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm pretty and you know, I don't know how you feel about this. We've talked about it a little bit, but I'm I'm kind of sick of the you know passing up on the points to go for it on fourth down. And I have some stats, but you know, I, I'm curious. Uh, are you are you as sick of it as I am? <laughs> I think. Every NFL fan is sick of it. I was actually listening to the uh, Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr, and he was bitching about the, I think it was 0-0 on the Bills game at the end of the first quarter. And it's fourth down, and the Bills went for it instead of kicking an easy field goal. Yep. And he was bitching that math people and analytics has completely ruined football. Well, they both did it. They, both teams went for it on fourth and short, trying to punch it in. And uh, I was looking at some of the numbers, and it looks like, the conversion percentage right now on fourth down, just overall, not just fourth and short, but uh, it's it's like 56%. And if you look at field goal percentages, it's 86% or it's 80, it's 84 and change, 84, 84.7 or something like that. Uh, if you kick a field goal, is our 84, just over 84%. So to me, it's like, all right, you can go for it and, you know, a little bit better than 50-50, or you can kick a field goal and, you know, you have an 84% chance of putting points on the board, just in general, not breaking it down into distances and things like that, which you really need to do. But uh, one stat that stuck out to me was last year, there were seven from 30 to 39 yards. There were 7.8 field goal attempts uh, on average net per game. Now it's down to... 4.8 that's a huge drop in field goal attempts from the 39 30 to 39 yard range that you would think are not automatic but you know as close to it gets that you're putting up three points if you get down there so teams are just deciding that they're going to go for it and we saw it in the Steelers game that's why I'm bringing it up because you watch the Steelers Redskins Steelers have no running game but they're going to go for it on fourth and one and go empty and say ah, don't even worry about the run you know, don't even you don't even have there's no threat to run. We're just going to go for it and hope for the best. Well, the best part was in that play, the play was a wheel route to a running back who has five catches on the season. Yeah, he looked like at least, five catches. <laughs> at least going to like Juju or something or Claypool, the rookie standout. You're going with a running back with five catches. Yeah. Yeah, I well, let, let me let me correct what I said earlier. I apologize. It was from twenty to twenty nine yards. It went from seven point six field goal attempts per team uh, uh, to four point eight. All right, and then from thirty to thirty nine, it went from eight point three to six point four. So that's a huge drop. And field goal percentage this year is eighty five percent. You have eighty five percent chance overall if you kick a freaking field goal to get points. And how many times do we see? I mean, this the this, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost by six, right? They went for it on two fourth downs from for field instead of taking field goals that would have been, I think it was 45 and uh, 48 yards or something like that. And it's like, 
you know, you just remove that, you move that whole piece from the game. I mean, the one defense I'll give the Steelers in this situation is Chris Boswell, their starting field goal kicker, is out. So I don't know who they signed. I don't remember. But this guy, this guy, this guy, uh, Wright, was he, he was he had never kicked in a game before. In the first, uh, you know, the first half, they send him out there and he he drills a 37 yard field goal. And then it's like, ah, you, you know, we know you kicked a 37 yarder, but uh, this is a 40, this is a 44 yarder. This is a 45 yarder. Uh, we don't trust you with the extra seven yards. It's like, come on. You know, you know, it's going to be a low scoring game. You have to take your points when you can. But if you're going to go for it on fourth down, at least get, show the threat of the run. You know, you texted me and said that they, they didn't run all game. They, I think they ran it like 11 times and they threw it 50 something. <laughs> And you put up and 17 points. Not like they were down the whole game either. No, they were up. They were up, they were up 14 nothing at one point. It's like, no wonder you lost the game because you couldn't run the ball and use any of the clock. But, hey, hats off to the Redskins. They did a great job. Um, I'm curious what you think about this. I have an article here. I just want to read you some stuff real quick. This article is from CNBC. It was published on November 10th, updated the next day. All right, so this is Goodell. He's talking about changing the rules next year because so many, so many, this doesn't really make any sense. They're talking about changing the rules. Uh, he's saying so many teams are going for it on fourth downs and they're converting at a high rate. Well, I mean, it's a little bit better than 50, 50 shot, but so this is what they're, this is, and I, I had no idea about this. I'm curious if you knew about this, that Goodell is with the league's, the league's competition committee. Goodell talked about that they would look at a rule change in the offseason that would add a fourth and 15 option, all right, which doesn't tell you anything from the title. But as you go on, it says the added rule would allow teams to attempt a first down from their own 25-yard line instead of kicking an onside kick. Uh, yes, it's actually proposed a couple years ago. This started making uh, waves. I mean... To be honest, this year the onside kick has been a lot more successful. So I don't know how you can get rid of it after this year. Who do we have? We had the Cowboys do it. I've yeah, seen Fal at least two. Think, or the yeah, the Cowboys did it against the Falcons. I think Detroit's done it. Um, yeah. But so my th my thing is, there are so many penalties that happen that can give you an automatic first down. So mm -hmm. what ha what happens then? Like, is that okay? Now you went for it on fourth and fifteen. And you get an automatic first down. So now it's your ball and you can just continue. Like how many, you know what I mean? Like there, to me, there are just too many variables in that where it's like, all right, you know, this could happen. And it's, it's almost like teams would just take a shot and just hope that they throw a flag for pass interference. Well, it's almost like maybe the owner shouldn't be making the rules for a game that they never played at a professional level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. That's always a thing. I just don't get. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I just I just think that there are too many things that could happen that, you know, you get a, you know, a, the defense should never be on the field in the first place in a situation like that because, you know, whatever. But, you know, you get an illegal hands to the face by a D lineman. That's an automatic first down. You get uh, defensive holding first down, pass interference first down. There are just too many things that just give the offense free first downs where I would feel comfortable being like, okay, this is fair, you know? Like, no, you're down in the game. You need to go and take measures to get the ball back. I mean, in theory, wouldn't you think that the defense is already at a disadvantage because they're tired, because obviously they just gave up points? Yeah. I, that's, onside kick. that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Like, you're asking this defense to come back out and now try to stop them on a fourth down and... I know it's a fourth and 15, but there are just too many things that can happen. And uh, as you continue here, so they bring up this stat that says return rates on kickoffs and punts are down, which once they moved it to the 35-yard line to prevent people from kicking it off, I'm not sure why that's even a, a, a something you need to bring up. Everybody knew that was going to happen. You move the ball up five yards, people are going to be kicking out of the end zone. So now they're talking about because – punt returns and kick returns are down, which punts doesn't really matter for this rule. I don't know why they're even bringing that stat up, but they're looking at moving. They're talking about this like it's a new rule. 
they're going to move the kickoff back to the 30-yard line. Mm, I doubt that'll happen because that's been their whole thing is about uh, safety precautions. So I doubt they'll ever move it back to the 30. I, it's like, you know, rule change for the sake of rule change. And you moved it up five yards so that people could kick it out of the end zone and you wouldn't have all these kick returns. But now you're going to move it back. Like, what What would be the reason for moving it back five yards just so you get more kick returns? That's what you were trying to avoid in the first place. You know what You know what I like? And we saw this We saw this firsthand. The, the kickoff rules in the XFL. <laughs> that was kind of interesting, no? Uh, to be honest, I forgot the XFL has come and gone in my mind. <laughs> They, uh, oh, you're not a New York Guardians fan anymore? Um, do they even <laughs> technically anymore? <laughs> yeah, they're coming back. They're ready. They're ready to go. 2021. They're coming back. Uh, I think they had it where the opposing the the ki- the kickoff team would line up on the uh, on like the 40 yard line of of the other team, and they couldn't start running down the field until the guy caught the ball, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if you remember that, but. Interesting, interesting rule. I like uh, the Arena Football League where they have the, what is it, like the netting behind the field goals. So you, you kick off and then it can bounce off there and then you can catch it off the netting and run it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that the NFL took something from the XFL. That's where the, that's where the NFL got its sky cam. Yeah. You know? And so. that's a great event. Yeah, no, it's great. It uh, puts you right in the middle of the action. Um, but yeah, I mean the NFC East, the Giants at five and seven now, Redskins five and seven, the Eagles make a change at quarterback. What'd you think about that? Yeah, um, Jalen Hurts came in, but uh, let's be honest, it's their struggles have been because of the offensive line, and Lane Johnson's probably out for the season now. I think Carson Wentz is the most hit quarterback this season. And uh, I don't think anything's going to change with Jalen Hurts. Maybe he escapes a little bit more, but like with most mobile quarterbacks, you take the yin and the yang. He's going to escape some sacks, but he's going to also cost you some sacks by holding on to it too much or running around in the pocket too much. Yeah, or or even force throws and you get a, get a few more turnovers. I saw a stat during the Rams game, uh, and the Rams just made the Patriots look like you know, a high school team. But the uh, they showed a stat that showed Jared Goff has more turnovers since the start of 2019 than Daniel Jones. Do you believe that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it? Jones was actually like third on the list or something. Yeah, he was either third. He was either second or third. Yeah. I think Wentz passed him too because of this year. That makes me feel a little bit better. You know, like hey, Goff has been to a Super Bowl. But he still, you know, he still turns the ball over. They just have a, a, a good defense out there. But, you know, going into this week with the Giants, the, uh, you know, the big thing was the matchup with Bradbury and Metcalf, right? I know during the game you were like, you know, what a great signing Bradbury was, right? Yeah, I've been uh, praising him all season, to be honest. Yeah, and he sh- and he pretty much shut down Metcalf, you know? Um and now he's got another similar type receiver this week that that he's going up against. Probably he's going to be uh, shadowing Hopkins, I would imagine. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how he how he goes. It seems like he steps up to the plate when he needs to. Yeah, the uh, Cardinals have been a, on a bit of a slide. I mean, even last week they really didn't get Hopkins involved until the second half of the game. So I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. A lot of people are saying they think Murray's hurt. He's just yeah, I mean, that- or something. Yeah, that's always a concern with the quarterback like that. He's taking the hits and usually does a good job of avoiding them. But, uh, you know, I, I feel a lot better and, and I don't I, I want to be careful how I go about this because I can't seem to get the Giants right. I took the Seahawks in my knockout pool and now I'm out. You know, a lot of money was on the line, but uh, the Giants, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I feel like if I start feeling good about them, then they're going to disappoint me. And I just want to temper my expectations. Well, that's that's the most concerning thing for me is uh, a lot of people seem to be on the Giants. And when the Giants start getting a lot of the national media hype and Joe Judge is such a great signing, it uh, it scares me. 
Well, there's they were flexed, right? Sunday night. Yeah, not this week. Uh, next week against the Browns, and okay. they're already doing Odell about uh everything. Because his opinion matters so much. Yeah, even though he's hurt and out for the season. Yeah, just looking for a story. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, with the way the Giants, I mean, surprise this year has been the Giants' defense, I think, coming in. I think we both we both thought they were going to be better, right? I mean, Blake Martinez, um, Bradbury. I love the Logan Ryan signing. Yeah, basically for nothing. Yeah, I'm surprised that nobody, nobody even took a flyer on him. But former Patriot. Joe Judge is familiar with the guy and uh, looks like he's having a great year too, moving to a different position. So, um, hey, I mean, a few, a few weeks ago, we were joking about it, saying, you know, hey, the Giants, they win a few games and things are different. And uh, you never know what might happen. I mean, the Cowboys are, are pretty much long gone at this point. Uh, Eagles are, are in the rearview mirror. And uh, it's going to be a two-horse race, it looks like now. The, only, the team to get to eight wins, I think, is going to is gonna take it. If the Giants get to eight wins, they'll win the division because of the tiebreaker. It's basically a lock if the Giants get to eight. But even at seven and nine, I would say they're looking pretty good. Actually, yeah. I have something for you real quick. Uh, I follow the Giants beat reporter, and I'm not going to give mention to the website he quoted, but there was a website that had Joe Judge ranked 30th right. in coaches' power rankings. Really? Era. Week 13. Can you guess where they had Adam Gase ranked? Number one. 18th. I was, I, was, I was going with the reverse, like number one, because he's doing such a great job getting the Jets the number one pick. But I don't know. It, How? It's, it, I don't know. I didn't even click on the website because I'm not going to give them any clicks or views. <laughs> yeah. Having such a bad take. That's what That's we should what start doing. I just want bad takes from now on. Yeah, let's uh, let's just throw random garbage out there. Bad takes only. That's gonna that's, be a new that, segment next week. That doesn't make any sense unless the reasoning is what I just said. Like, you know, he's doing a good job because the Jets are gonna get the number one pick, even though he's gonna not have a job after this season. And that makes me like I feel good about it, Judge being ranked three, but those rankings just lost all credibility. <laughs> now, you thought he was right? Joe Judge was ranked third. I thought 30th. that's what he's. Oh, thirtieth. Yeah, 30th out of 32 head coaches. Uh, what? I don't even uh, I'm not even going to ask what site it was. I don't even, don't even I tell don't remember the name of the site, and I won't give them any credit, but <laughs> it's just hilarious. And their reasoning was because they were getting blown up on Twitter because the beat reporter was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, they that he wasn't aggressive enough on fourth on a couple of fourth down situations. That's why he's 30th. Yep. What about the head coach that just purposefully lost a football game? That heard uh, cover zero and <laughs> yeah, uh, we, yeah. Yeah, we won't even. I mean, we won't even get into that. But there's there's absolutely no way that that was uh, not planned, and it was two plays yeah. in a row. It was two plays yeah. in a row. So uh, you know, the other New York team is just a disgrace. I'm not. I'm not. You know, going to sit here and beat the Giants' drum, but you know, it's completely, it's completely different. I mean, you you looked at a couple of years ago, people thought the Jets were going to turn things around with Darnold, and they had so much money in cap. They bring in Le'Veon Bell. They're making these changes. Oh, the culture is going to be different. We got Adam Gase. Peyton Manning loves him. Peyton Manning swears by this guy, and the Giants were kind of, you know, Eli was on the way out. You know, two teams going in different directions, and then what happens? <laughs> you know, you think that was a plan by Peyton Manning that he knew Eli was going to be bad the next couple of years, so he's like, "Here, let me hype up the worst coach I've ever had." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take some of the the uh, you know negative media attention off of his brother. So, hey, it probably worked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Eli kind of rode out, uh, you know, rode out into the sunset, winning his last start. Getting, uh, did he end 500 or did he end one game over 500? I think it was 500 exactly. I think he went two and two last year. Okay, so goes out into the sunset with a nice 500 record. You know, the Jets continue to just you once you once you think that they can't get any lower you know like they've hit rock bottom uh they they dig themselves a little bit deeper so 
Um, but yeah, just wanted to touch on that. And, uh, you know, the NFC East looking like they may actually not be so terrible. I don't know, but why don't we jump into, uh, you want to give the recap and then we'll jump into, um, our picks for this week coming up. All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, last week you went two and three. Who'd you hit on? You hit on the Dolphins minus 10 and a half. I mean, they just beat up on Cincinnati. That game looked a little closer than it really was. Yeah. Uh, the Saints minus three. To be honest, I don't remember much about that game. That game was just a stupid Taysom Hill new offense that is so boring. Yeah, they almost blew it at the end. So uh, you missed on Tennessee. That was our head-to-head. I mean, Cleveland crushed them and then let Tennessee creep back in late. Uh, the Bears are a joke. Yeah, talk about freaking Matt Nagy just completely destroying what looked like was one of the. Bears best, you know, well put together games all season just freaking blows it at the end. What was it? Uh they gave a ten point they had a ten point lead with four minutes left and they lost the game by four. Uh yeah. Yeah, just terrible, you know. I, I the Bears are just uh they're a joke. And then uh Kansas City ended up winning the game but couldn't cover. I yep. mean it looks like Kansas City is just sleepwalking through the season, like we talked about, but Maybe now they'll uh, wake up a little bit because that number one seed's at play now. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they worry me sometimes because, like, it seems like they can do whatever they want when they want. It's just a matter of if they want to do it, if that makes sense. Like, they, would they kick six field goals that game? I mean, or, you know, it's like five field goals. They just couldn't score. Like, they couldn't put it in the end zone. And we, we, you know, that we put a lot of money on that game. I'm just sitting here pulling my hair out because, it's like, you know, they just couldn't they just couldn't get they couldn't score a touchdown in the red zone. I think they got stopped at like the one what was it like six plays? They had like six plays inside the one and they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, and that that worries you a little bit going into the playoffs, you know, towards the end of the season where it's like, all right, who who and, and Edwards Hilaire was out that game, but I mean they should be able to get a yard with the weapons they have and the, the amount of threats they have. They should be able to get a yard. Are you kidding me? Well, they have Sherman at fullback. Why didn't they use him? That's a fullback they really like. Yeah, he's one of the best fullbacks in the league. So, you know, why not just try something? I mean, I, I don't know. That was very frustrating to watch because there's no reason that game should have been less than uh, a two-touchdown difference. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then on my side... We got a five and zero, oh, so we've had actually. When you think about it, we've had three out of the last four weeks. One of us has gone five and zero. Oh. Yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> uh, I was on the Jets at plus eight. We just talked about what happened there. <laughs> yeah, it was probably their last chance to get a victory. Uh, I was on Cleveland. Mentioned that earlier. I was on the Colts, who uh, survived because of a Deshaun Watson fumble. <laughs> Snap. Yep. The Rams won pretty handily. I can't. I don't really have much to say about that game. And the Pats. Uh, what was it? Forty-five nothing. They won. Yeah, forty-five nothing. Made Herbert, like you said, you know, rookie quarterbacks against Belichick are uh, not. That's not a good recipe for success. Yeah, the uh, record is twenty-one and five now against yeah. quarterbacks. And they made him look like he had no idea what he was doing. And he did not. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> yeah. It okay. gets you right back to the mix, you know? Five and a week gets you, what, what are you at, uh, one game under 500? Yeah, I'm uh, 32 and 33. Meanwhile, you over there are 38 and 27. So let's hey. keep this top streak up. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's all, you know, one, one, one uh, week like that gets you right back into the mix. You know, a few, a few more weeks left to, uh, to keep the hot streak rolling. So you want to jump, let's jump to fantasy for week 13 or week 14 i'm sorry and then we'll finish up with our picks it's gonna be a shorter show because of the uh the situation but we are going to have a little we're gonna do a little this week we're gonna do a little recap show yeah a little re- we're shooting for what tuesday on that one yeah we're gonna do a little recap show on tuesday talk about some of the action some of the stuff that we saw uh it's gonna be on the on the shorter side but uh, get something out for you uh, and make up for the 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 last two weeks being a little bit uh, a little bit condensed. So, who do you like this week for fantasy? 
Uh, at quarterback, I'm going to lock in Russell Wilson. I think uh, he's going to destroy the Jets this week. I think the Jets are going to be deflated. They fired Greg Williams, so it's going to be a new defensive coordinator. So I'm going to guess they're probably going to run more base a base defense, and Russell Wilson's going to pick it apart any zone. And I think he'll be afraid to blitz, too. And that's the worst thing you can do to Russell Wilson is give him time. I was going to ask you about that with the Jets coming so close. You don't you just feel like like all the all the wind is out of their sails now, and they're just going to be like so dejected. And Seattle's Seattle's going to be pissed too, coming off a loss at home to the Giants. It's just like I could see this being just this game getting out of hand. Yeah, I think this gets out of hand early, but they still want to get Russell Wilson that MVP. So they really he really needs to pick it up late here to. to even have a shot because he is probably down to fifth now in the MVP race. Yeah, he's he's definitely not top. Uh, you know, no, he's not top three anymore. But he's still got time, and I, I agree. I think that they're gonna they're just gonna try to get the magic back. Uh, and this Jets team is a perfect team to do it against. All right, and then uh, my sleeper, I'm gonna take Andy Dalton. I'm gonna go revenge uh, revenge game factor. He's going to Cincinnati. He might have more Andy Dalton fans in the stadium than uh, Bengals fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, this would have been kind of a cool story, you know, if Joe Burrow wasn't hurt. It would have been a, an interesting storyline, Andy Dalton coming back, Joe Burrow, the rookie who took his place. But, yeah, uh, Andy Dalton this week, I think he's 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 a solid pick. I like that. I like that pick, and he's, he's cheap at 5500 and he, he really hasn't been playing that terrible. He's got six touchdown passes in the last three games, so you get some value out of that. Hey, uh, uh, we've taken. I like uh, – I'm going to lock in Rodgers. This guy's just on fire right now. 36 touchdowns, only four picks, going up against this Lions team. Uh, the last time he played, he had, he had one of his more you know mild games. He threw for 240 and two touchdowns for 19.2 fantasy points, but he's just been – you know, outside of the Bucks game uh, back earlier in the season, this guy's just been—he's just been nuts. Three of the last seven games, he's threw for four. He's thrown for four touchdowns. So you know, this guy—he just—you can't get much hotter than him. You want to talk about MVPs? I think it's like him and him and Mahomes are probably neck and neck right now MVP race. For sleeper pick, I kind of like Matt Ryan this week. I don't think he's ever worked out when I've picked him, <laughs> but. Going up against this Chargers defense, uh, that's towards the towards the tail end of the league and uh, against fantasy quarterbacks. I think that he, he'll have some success. He just, you know, can you throw for more than, uh, you know, if you're going to throw for 300-something yards, throw for more than one touchdown, please. That's all I'm asking. So I, I'll put Rivers in as my as my sleeper pick. All right. Now to running back, I'm actually going to go – Aaron Jones here. Last week against Detroit. Yeah, last week Detroit gave up 72 rushing yards and two touchdowns to David Montgomery. He's probably <laughs> the worst starting running back in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree. And last time they played Detroit, Aaron Jones went off for a solid uh, 168 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, that was his, clearly his best game of the season, and I expect him to uh, have another game like that. Okay. And then uh, Sleeper, I'm going to go with Ty Johnson for the Jets. Is Frank Gore out? I don't know, but you would have to think that they saw enough of <laughs> He's questioning. You know what? Like, It's a joke uh, that Frank Gore is still playing, and it's... <sighs> 22 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches and 13 receiving yards. It's just crazy to me that the that the Jets, you know, that Gase can get away with playing Frank Gore as much as he did, and then you have this guy that nobody's ever heard of come in off the bench and run for 100-plus, and it's like it just makes you look so stupid. Yeah, it does. Because now you have, you had a running back that you that just came off the bench, nobody knew, and does what he does. It's like where was this guy? You continued to run Frank Gore out there, and we had to watch this thirty. You know what? What is he? Thirty five, thirty six. Like it doesn't. It's just such a joke. 
it just makes me like I lose words that why why would you keep playing him like there was no point the season's been lost since week three and let's keep trotting out 38 year old Frank Gore let's not give any young guys a shot to play let's not see what we have yeah it looks like he for the season Frank Gore was averaging about three and a half yards a carry right then you bring in not only Ty Johnson, but Josh Adams, eight carries, 74 yards, averages almost 10 yards a carry. Uh, you rush for, I think they rush for just under 200 yards on the game. And it's like, uh, you know, it just makes you look so bad. It just looks like you just don't know what you're doing. And you're cut, you know, you're cutting off your nose despite your face because you just continuously ran Frank Gore out there. And again, goes to the point of you were trying to lose games, right? <laughs> yeah when Frank Gore's best game is 74 yards rushing, he has one touchdown on the season. Yeah. He's yeah. averaging 43 yards a game. It's disgusting. Yep. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a team that doesn't really care. And they're just, you know, try, they're just tanking for Trevor, which uh, you can't necessarily blame him for, but you know, it's just so obvious. It's so obvious. Yep. Uh, now onto your picks. Yeah, I um, for my running back lock, you know, Derrick Henry looks like you should just lock him in um, against this Jacksonville team, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go Derrick Henry. He's averaging just over 20 fantasy points a game. Uh, didn't really do much last week against Cleveland because they were down 38 to three at halftime, so kind of took him out of the game, but. Uh, the week prior against Indianapolis, a team that, you know, had one of the best defenses coming in, 178 and three touchdowns. Week before against Baltimore, another really good defense, 133 and a touchdown. Uh, so I, I see them just giving him the ball uh, nonstop in this game and uh, having a big game. So I like him. He's 8,700, so he's very expensive, but uh, I'll pay up for that. And then my sleeper pick uh, I'm going to go with, you know, this is more of a, I don't I, I'm not really sure what to call it, but, uh, Tony Pollard, the running back back up to Ezekiel Elliott. I actually like Pollard this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like Elliott, he's dealing with a calf injury, but they're expecting him to play Tony Pollard. When he's gotten his chances, he's looked pretty good. Uh, Elliott had one of his better games last week. He had 22 touches for just under a hundred for about 95 yards from scrimmage you know i just think with the with the calf injury i think they're going to be a little bit you know more conservative with elliot and uh pollard's a good back so i like it 5300 uh you know give me give me you know five you know three four five catches and a touchdown that's going to pay off big time so uh pollard as my sleeper hey uh wide receiver i'm going to lock in uh dk metcalf I mean, I don't think there's much to say. I'm just going for the stack with Wilson Metcalf, and he should dominate this Jets secondary. We seem to struggle against speedsters, like we saw on a blitz. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, C.D. Lamb. I okay. like matchup uh, against that Bengals secondary, and I'm going to look for Dalton to uh, get him more involved. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick. I think I think C.D. Lamb, I mean, I want to look at the stats real quick. 59 catches, almost 696 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you know, Amari Cooper, he's got more catches and he's got about, you know, he's got 200 more yards. They have the same amount of touchdowns. Uh, you know, 4,800 is, is such a bargain. I know, you know, once Prescott went down, he's kind of taken a step back. But, I mean, he has the ability to with the targets he's getting, I mean, 4,800, that's, that's a great, you're getting great value there. Yeah. Last three weeks, he has six targets, seven targets and nine targets. So Dalton likes him. He's just either been inaccurate or CD has been dropping him. I haven't been watching Cowboys games because they're so bad that, uh, I don't care. Yeah, no, they're awful. Um, there's no, there's really no other way to say it. They've just been a, such a disappointment and Mike McCarthy has had a nightmare season. Uh, and just look, he looks lost. Honestly, he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. So for, for my picks for wide receiver, uh, I'm going right to the top of the list again. I'm going to lock in Devonte Adams. 
with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games with a touchdown, three of which had multiple scores. 10 for 121 and two touchdowns last week against Philly. This guy, I mean, him and Rodgers just have this connection that I, you know, I have a hard time finding another duo, maybe Mahomes and Tyree Kill. But outside of that, I don't think that there's another connection like this in football right now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to lock in Adams, no messing around. Go out, give me, give me another t- couple tons, and uh, we'll be good. So uh, lock him in for wide receiver. And my sleeper pick, this guy kind of came to life uh, last game. I'm going to go down to uh, T.Y. Hilton against this Vegas defense that maybe they just weren't prepared for the Jets. I'm not sure. But uh, two straight games with a touchdown for T.Y. Hilton. Maybe Phillip Rivers is finally seeing that T.Y. Hilton can play football. And he's like, oh, let me let me throw this guy the ball because he's actually pretty good. Uh, and he's 5,100 right now. So I think that's a really good price for a guy that, I mean, he's still, he's still a pretty good wide receiver. So. Uh, lock him in as my sleeper. All right, uh, I think I'm going to take uh, Hunter Henry as my lock. I mean, 49 catches on the season, 507 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I'm going to throw out last week's game where he had one catch because that the whole Chargers offense was all over the place. But against the Bills, seven catches, 67 yards, targeted yeah. 10 times. So I'm going to ignore the Patriots game and hope to get another stat line like the Bills game. Yeah, I uh, I do like that pick. There's you know there's uh, there's the the big guys at the top of the list, but Hunter Henry. I mean, he's averaging just under ten points per game, and that's including you know a- averaging in the one point five that he had against New England, like you, like you already said. So you know this guy's a, this guy's a threat. And uh, what about your sleeper? My sleeper, I'm gonna go uh, Jordan Aikens. I mean, this guy just looks like he has so much potential, but they just don't seem to use him a lot. He was only targeted three times last game at two catches, 10 yards. His best game of the season is probably three weeks ago. He had five catches, 83 yards, six targets. So he can get open. It's just for some reason they don't use him enough. But Chicago's 30th ranked against uh, tight end. So I'm going to go uh, Aikens here and hopefully get lucky. Yeah, it seems like he, you know, it's been him and Darren Fells. It looks like Fells really hasn't been being used that much. And, uh, you know, you like to see a- Aikens is he's a very athletic tight end. Uh, and he does have a great, uh, you know, he does have the ability. It just seems like Watson, Watson does not seem to really like his tight ends. He doesn't like throwing to the tight ends. But um, 2,900, that's, you know, for the for the price, that's a good pick. Um I'm gonna for tight end for I mean I don't really want to mess around this week again, but I'm trying to I'm as we're talking about this I'm going through and I'm putting my players into my lineup and I'm trying to I'm trying to make it work with uh, Rodgers, Henry, and Adams. It's very hard to get a good tight end with the amount yeah. of for quarterbacks and wide receivers this week. Yeah, and I mean there's one guy which he's my he's gonna be my sleeper this week, but uh, you know what I'm gonna lock him in. I'm I'm. Going based off my lineup here, I'm going to lock in Dalton Schultz uh, for Dallas. Dalton seems to like him. He's getting him targets. Um, you know, the last the last five games, he hasn't had less than four catches. So I'll take him and throw him in at 3,500 so that I can, you know, at least afford some guys. But the, you know, I went with Waller. Waller was the best play last week for tight ends. And, uh, you know, it seems like when I just go right to the top of the list, that's when it works out the best and for obvious reasons. But yeah, when he has uh, 200 yards receiving. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Outside of that catch by Rugs at the end, I think he he might have had you know uh, you know 75 percent of the receiving yards for the team. The Jets again. I mean, you know, with Gase, the Jets just didn't care. They just said, uh, "We'll we'll let him run all over the field and do whatever he wants." So, but for uh, you know for a sleeper pick, and I'll go I'll go a little bit cheaper than that. I'm gonna go. Speaking of the Jets, I'm gonna go with Jacob Hollister. Uh, Seahawks tight end really hasn't done much this year, but he's getting a little bit more action of late. Uh, last two games, he had five targets and four targets, three catches last game. And uh, with what Darren Waller just did against this Jets defense, maybe they use Hollister a little bit 
because of that weakness there. I don't think that I don't think they're going to have to, but you know, I think he's a solid choice. So, hey, um, defense. Uh, I'm actually going to take the top defense this week, Saints. I mean, going up against Philly's O line, who I mentioned earlier is giving up the most sacks this season, and now they get a rookie quarterback, so uh, it could be a big game for the Saints defense. You know what? You know what works out for the Saints defense is how their offense is playing, where they just run the ball now, and yeah. it just shortens the game so much. It do, it really doesn't give much opportunity to the offense to of the other team to actually do anything. So you're kind of getting a double, you know, you're getting a bonus with that. Yes, I agree with you there. And I'm gonna take the Washington football team as my. Okay. I just like uh, that D line, and we talked about how somehow they're the best ranked. Uh, defense against the pass i mean 36 sacks on the season i think yeah. san fran's done i think they've had enough i mean they're playing in uh where is it arizona now they're not even home anymore because of the covid restrictions in their counties yeah. the move to arizona yeah i think this is just the nail in like the worst season ever for the 49ers i think that's a good pick i like their d line i mean they they just get after it and uh you said 36 sacks on the season. You know, those those are good numbers. That's, you know, you're getting three sacks a game. And so, you know, you're going to get points there. I mean, they didn't even have any sacks last game. You know, they're uh, and they only gave up 17 points to arguably, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the league. So and, you know, maybe the fact that they're in the race now, NFC East, I mean, maybe they get a little juice from that as well. But. Uh, that's a good pick. For my defensive pick, I'm going to go down the list a little bit. 2,900 sitting there is the, the Buccaneers at the, uh, at home against Minnesota. Um, I don't know why this one, this one stuck out to me too well uh, the last five or so weeks. But, uh, you know, I'm just looking at Kirk Cousins and... Um, you know, I just don't, I don't like this, uh, this Minnesota offense with, uh, with him. Let's see. He's actually been playing really well lately against some pretty terrible opponents. And Tampa Bay's defense is nothing to uh, to ride home about. But, they, but they're pretty good. Um, if you look at their stats for the year, they're 34 set. Against the run, which is yeah. clearly uh, what Minnesota yeah. wants to do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, Kirk Cousins plays his best when, he, when they establish the run and he can work that play action. And uh, going on the road here into Tampa Bay, I think uh, that's not going to work out too well for them. But And uh, for my sleeper pick, I'm going to go even farther down. I'm going to go 2,200, the Eagles, against this, uh, Saints, this new Saints offense uh, for a few reasons. One, they get after it, court, you know, 38 sacks on the year. They, have, they do have three defensive touchdowns. And... They don't get too many turnovers, but uh, kind of kind of the reason why you're taking the Saints. I mean, it's a short game, you know. Um, this is I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and the, be- the Eagles' defense actually, I think, benefits from how the Saints' offense is playing just for, for fantasy purposes because uh, it, it just shortens the game. So, And it helps me with my, with my team. Um, trying to fit in all these guys, so uh, it works out. But uh, yeah, that's uh, those are our fantasy picks for this week. Um, you know, like we've been doing, we'll we'll put out a team on Twitter uh, before game time tomorrow. So look out for that. And uh, a lot of a lot of high priced guys on my team, but I was able to make it work. So it is possible to uh, to get that done and fit all these guys in here. So um, all right, let's get on to our. We'll finish up with our week thir- week fourteen picks, and uh, Mister Five and O, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, well, let's jump to our head to head, which is the what was it? The Packers. Uh, Packers Lions. Yep, Packers Lions. I'm going to take the Lions at plus nine. I actually don't think the Lions win this game, but I like Matthew Stafford in that backdoor cover. I think it's just the fact that Patricia's gone. The Lions actually play so much more motivated, even though they, they're a long shot for the playoffs. They're still technically alive, so there is that. But I think they just hated Matt Patricia. I've never seen so many players come out 
and just shit talk a coach right after he got fired. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's kind of just, I mean, it, it's usually what happens. We've seen it happen many, many times. Uh, when a team fires their head coach, you know, you look at the Falcons, you look at the Texans, uh, they've just been playing more inspired, which you said. And coming off of that that big win against the Bears, uh, just out of nowhere, I think they, uh, you know, I, I see why you're picking them. I'm just going to ride the Packers in this one because of the way Rodgers is playing. Uh, I don't think that Detroit has the the horses to keep up, but I am worried about that backdoor cover. So I agree with you there. I just think the Packers are uh, are going to run away with it. So hey, um, I'm my next pick. I'm going to take the. Uh... Chiefs at minus seven. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're clearly the best team in football. It's just a matter of can they cover games? Because recently they haven't been. They've been playing down to their opponents' levels. But the Dolphins are a pretty good team, so I don't think they're going to take the Dolphins lightly. And I think they want to show the world that, hey, we're still the best team. So give me the Chiefs minus seven. Yeah, maybe after that uh, Steelers loss now. And the Chiefs are thinking, hey, let's 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 get it together so we lock up that buy, that that important buy that only one. Yep. And uh, my third pick, I hate I'm, I hate that I'm doing this, but this is more me banking on the defense dominating. I'm gonna take the Bears plus two. I really like that Khalil Mack matchup against that Texans O line, and I think that's the Bears' only chance to uh, win this game. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Khalil Mack has just been kind of like, you know, just going through the motions. I don't know. Um, Adam is back. He actually played really well uh, last week against the Lions. He had a, I think he had an interception, a couple sacks. Yeah, he has that that game every once in a while where he just goes off and he reminds you that he's there. But he also has those games where you just never see him. You know, I'll say looking at the last four games between these two teams the the bears just they're averaging 12 points a game against this texans team the last four times they've played and i know that's over the last 16 years because they play it once every four years but you know it might be might be time that the bears get off the schneid and uh get that one win against the spread finally yeah i just uh i don't like the texans offense deshaun watson has been very uh turnover prone this season and they're just going to get pressure on them and force them to make throws yeah, I you know what you brought up that point um, earlier about Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, extending the plays. That's what Watson. Everybody loves that about him. They're like, oh, he gets out of all these sacks, and you know, he does turn the ball over a good amount. Yeah, um, he saw it on the last play. They they were driving against the Colts. They were going to win that game. Yeah, the snap was a little low, but you got to fall on that ball. You don't you don't try to pick it up like that. Yeah, that's that was my that was one of my first thoughts is. Uh, I don't, I don't remember how much time was left in that game, but if he fell on it, I think they still would have had some time. Yeah, they would have been. They would have had enough time. I think there was like fifty-three seconds when that fumble happened. So yeah, you probably lose twenty seconds, but you keep the ball and. Yeah, you just live live to see another another play. Yeah. And uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to go uh, the Chargers at plus one. Basically, a pick 'em game. To be honest, I just like the Chargers team better than the Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones is probably out again this week. Uh, the Chargers do have Bosa back. So, uh, what was it? Three weeks ago, the Saints gave up eight sacks to the Saints. So, the Falcons, uh, the Falcons old line is also shaky. And this could be a Bosa-Ingram domination game. Yeah, let's see if, uh, you know, uh, the, the coach, uh, Anthony Lynn... I know you you were ripping him last week. And a half. Oh my god. Um, you think that you think that he survives this season? I don't know how he can survive the season. I could see it being a situation where they say, you know, you really haven't been too good of a coach, and we have this rookie quarterback. Let's get somebody in here who we know is going to be around for you know that you can never be sure, but you know, let's get a guy in here that that we're going to keep around for a while and develop this quarterback. I don't think Anthony Lynn is that guy. No, I mean to be honest, it actually from watching Hard Knocks, it seems like the players actually do like him. <laughs> yeah, a coach and a person. So 
maybe they'll try to get hot for him to save his job because after that 45 nothing drubbing. Yeah, which I, I, I don't know. Could, I, I don't really hold that against him. I think that. But you hold the I, week four against him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you called it. You called it. I mean, you said, hey, the, the coaching mismatch is just so, so obvious in this game. Uh, and the score reflected that, I think, pretty pretty clearly. Um, so, yeah, is that is that five for you? I wasn't keeping track. Uh, my last pick, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Browns plus two and a half. I think the Ravens kind of threw us off the scent, like, oh yeah, say we're back. We beat the Cowboys, even though uh-huh. the NFL bent over backwards to make sure Lamar Jackson could play in that game. Yeah, you get are you getting on the Browns train yet? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I hate Mayfield, but these last two games has played pretty well. Yeah, what scares me is that defense. I mean, uh, I think that they're, I think they're, it's mostly been smoke and mirrors, the success that they've had because, uh, you know, the weather and I know they get after the quarterback, but I mean, I can't ignore the fact that they were up 38 to three and gave up, you know, would they give up uh, 32 points? In the second half of that game? Yep. Uh, well, their big issue is their secondary, but can you name me someone on the Ravens' receiving core that scares you? Willie Sneed? Is, is you that mean Des Brock doesn't scare you? Uh, I don't know if he's eligible to play. He, sca- he scared me with all his tweets. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he was talking about his side businesses and stuff. <laughs> well, he got pulled from the game literally 15 minutes before it started. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that sucks. I, you know, I'm glad that he's back playing, uh, you know, watching him as a Giants fan. I never, I never liked him because he seemed to always do well against the Giants, but nobody that, there's nobody that scares me on that. I mean, Marquise Brown has talent, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, it's more Lamar Jackson. I mean, some of the throws that, that he didn't make against the Cowboys defense, I just, I was like, whoa, you know, that, that wasn't even close. You know, he's not a, he's not a, passing quarterback yeah so you just need i need the browns to get off hot like they did against tennessee because i think ravens are kind of built like tennessee a little bit where it's tough for them to come back tennessee definitely has a better passing game but if the ravens are down 10 i don't see them coming back from any game yeah yeah that's the that's the thing with lamar jackson like they have a great record when they're up at halftime and stuff but when they're when they're down halfway through a game, the numbers aren't good. And we've seen them, you know, have trouble in the playoffs because you're playing better teams and they, you know, they have the players that can scheme against you. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on the Browns yet, but they are nine and three, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to write them keep writing them off when you're nine and three in the NFL. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, all right, so let me let me get to my picks, and then we'll uh, we'll finish up with that. Uh, the John, I'm on the, you know, we talked about the head to head. I'm on the Packers minus eight and a half. I just, you know, the way Rogers playing, touched on that already. Um, I do want to. I'm curious about their their history, so I just want to touch on that. And it looks like uh, the last the head to head, the last ten Green Bay is. Uh, you know, it's actually in your favor. Detroit six and four against the spread in the last ten against Green Bay, and they're actually their average points per game is higher. I'm surprised about that. Detroit plays Green Bay pretty well, but uh, Rodgers and the way he's playing, I'm I'm not too worried about that. Well, uh, but I, the first game of the season, I think what they the Lions came back late. They scored a bunch of late touchdowns, I think. Uh, or I'm thinking of the Vikings actually. So. Yeah, yeah, you think of it because the Green Green Bay crushed uh, Detroit first game, forty two twenty one in Green Bay. So yeah, you must be thinking of the Vikings, but uh, yeah, I mean Detroit seems to play him well for the most part. Um, but I do like the Packers minus eight and a half or minus nine. I like the again. I mean, we'll see what happens if I can get them right for once. But the the Giants here plus two and a half at home against Arizona. I think with the way this defense is playing, I think it's going to be a close game. And the Giants, you know, based on what we saw last week, they definitely have a chance to win it. Uh, so I, I like the two and a half. 
Uh, Cardinals, you know, you touched on it. They're they're kind of reeling right now. And uh, if Kyler Murray is hurt, I mean that that makes sense based on how they're playing. But uh, the Giants are the Giants are playing well, and I, I think it's going to continue. Uh, the keep going down the list here. I like the Seahawks minus fourteen for the reason the reasons that we talked about. I think the Seahawks are going to come out and ready to go. The Jets are going to have nothing to play for. They haven't, you know, they had their chance. They missed it. And whether it was on purpose or not, it doesn't matter. And Russell Wilson, uh, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants against this team. Uh, so even though it's a huge spread, minus 14, I think the Seahawks are just going to going to just destroy them. The the Bucks I like at minus six and a half. And where are they here? Against this Vikings, and, we, and I for the reasons I touched on already, uh, the run game, which you brought up, they're good against the run, which is what the Vikings want to do. Kirk Cousins has been playing well, but you know if they don't get the run going, then uh, it's going to be tough for him to be successful. And um, I just I like the the Buccaneers to win by a touchdown. I think they're I think they're going to start to get into playoff mode here, and uh, start to get things on 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 all cylinders, you know, I get everything moving. So I like the minus six and a half for the bucks. And then I'm going to finish up with, uh, the bills. I like the bills this week, minus two at home against the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers worry me. No run game to speak of. I mean, you tell me that you're going to come out and run it 11, 12 times for, I don't even know what was it? 15, 20 yards or something like that. Do you, you remember off the top of your head? Uh, no, I don't, but it was bad. I mean, I assume no Connor again this week. And let's be honest, Connor's not even that great of a running back either. No, he just gives him some, some stability. I mean, uh, let's see Buffalo here. I mean, Pittsburgh owns them, uh, eight and two in the last 10 against the spread. Uh, but this Buffalo team, I, I, I like them. I think that they, they can beat you in a few different ways. And we haven't seen the best of best from this defense. I think this defense is really underperformed, but they're at home against uh, this Pittsburgh team that I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, they've had a pretty soft schedule. I'm not really sure what to to think of them right now. So I do like I do like Buffalo at minus two at home. So those are our picks, and a little bit different show for you here today under the circumstances. Had to get a little vacation, and you know. Um, how are you doing over there, by the way? You uh, you quarantining? No, uh, just uh, I get to go to work every day. I'm essential. Okay, so you uh, yeah, I know you you said you were a little worried about some stuff, but I'm glad to to hear everything's good. And yeah, I mean we'll keep at it. We're gonna have a show for you on uh, Tuesday, either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll have it up. Do a little uh, you know weekly recap with the thursday is there a game is there a thursday game i think we're starting the saturday games this week no i don't think it's saturday games next week because they have the all the uh conference championship games are next week so i okay. think thursday is happening and let you know barring covid and all that stuff okay there are two saturday games okay that's yeah it's uh yep there's uh 4 30 and an 8 15 on saturday so we have thursday saturday Sunday and Monday. So it's going to be a nice little four out of five day stretch for the NFL. But uh, yeah, we'll do a little, we'll do a little, uh, you know, Thursday, Saturday, little preview for you. Um, and we'll have that up either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So uh, keep an eye out for that. You want to run through our uh, social media real quick? Hey, um, hit us up on Twitter at square the sharp. Instagram is squaring up the sharp. Uh, email us at Squaring up the sharp at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Uh, we're also on YouTube uh, at Squaring Up the Sharp. And that's all I got for you. If, if uh, YouTube can stop, uh, you know, messing with our videos, <laughs> whatever they're doing over there, they keep flagging our videos. But yeah, let's uh, let's get it week 14. Austin, you have a chance to uh, get back over 500 here. Yeah, um, hopefully. We'll see. I want to say hi. Keep up that 5 and 0. Oh. Let's uh, let's get after it, and uh, we will see you for week four, uh, some some uh, early week uh, early week show coming up on Tuesday Wednesday. So again, keep an eye out for that a little weekly recap, and uh, we'll see you then. So Austin, you want to 
take us away. Yep. Here's to squaring up the sharp. <laughs>